All right, Bitcoin accumulation country, it's your host, Coin Icarus. This is the Fun with Bitcoin podcast, sponsored by Crypto Cloaks 3D Printing. Check them out for all your 3D printing needs. And we've got a great episode lined up for you today. I sat down and spoke with the creator of mempool.space. I'm talking about Soft Simon. No more time wasting. Here's our chat together. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Fun with Bitcoin podcast. I'm your host, Coin Icarus. And joining me today is fellow Bitcoin plebe that I actually met in uh, Mumble Chat during, uh, during the whole wonderful last year of COVID lockdown that we had. And we had some great chats. And it turns out this gentleman is the creator of mempool.space. I am talking about Soft Simon on Twitter. Soft Simon, totally cool to have you on my podcast, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, glad to be here as well. Very cool. So look, before we dive into mempool.space, which I think is a totally awesome product that's getting ported to mm. all kinds of lightning nodes. Um, before we get into that, it's the first time I have you on my show. We got to do the rabbit hole story, man. Uh, where were you? Sure. And, and, and of course, only share what you're comfortable with. But, uh, you know, where were you before Bitcoin and uh, how did you get into it? Well, I was uh, working in software development. And I, I believe I came from this, uh, I got interested in Austrian economics, libertarianism, this stuff. I think I came from that angle. And uh, I had a friend actually who, who just suddenly introduced me to Bitcoin and told me, this is, this is awesome. This is the new next world's currency. This is amazing. You have to, but I just, I just told him that's a scam. It's crap. And I, but I, I even got some just, but I never, I never spent that much time with it. And, uh, and later I also heard, I, I started listening to like Peter Schiff and he said, Bitcoin is going nowhere. It's going to zero. And then I, that was my like final acknowledgement. I, I believe that was my like acknowledgement. Like, okay, this is not worth putting my time into. So I got shift for a few years and then, I, and then I, I actually, I was still into libertarianism, this stuff. And I attended uh, a, a freedom fest by the Mises Institute, like a local branch of the Mises Institute in Sweden. And I, I had a lecture about, I, I listened to a lecture about Bitcoin, how it's Trump's gold, how it's the best money ever created. And I was like, huh, maybe this Bitcoin thing is actually for investments. It's not just a digital currency. So from there on, I started to like, okay, I started looking to it a bit more. Uh, and that was like 2016, I think. But I didn't, I just, I think I bought some, but then just forget, forgot about it and just started continuing looking at the stock market and stuff. And, but then everything with, with like the uh, Austrian, Austrian economy, the libertarianism, all this stuff ex escalated, which turned, uh, which had me to, to emigrate to Malta in, in 2017. So I quit my job as a software developer. And I just focused full time. I, I thought I was going to do freelance, which I did for a for a while. But also, I got a lot of spare time to just dive more dive deeply into Bitcoin. And from there on, it's just <laughs> I was just already in rabbit hole. It's like uh, since 2017, I'm just uh, yeah, long gone Bitcoiner, and there's no turning back. So since 2017, uh, Bitcoin has just been 
my life. I feel like I've been breathing and eating Bitcoin for since 2017. I completely so. understand. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so um, but let me ask you. Uh, let me ask you this though, because you know I I. I I always have to prod about the shit coins. Did did you end up falling down the shit coin into the shit coin waterfall, or or were you well, or were you better than than yeah. some of us? <laughs> well, yeah. In, in the summer two seventeen, I I started looking to, to the old coins. I bought some of the old coins. I bought the ether. I bought Litecoin. I bought some Monero. I loved, I bought the whole whole, whole portfolio. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but it took about but it took me about three to six months to like I asked some smart people like asked about what about this proof of stakes thing and stuff and then i heard uh, these responses then i just suddenly realized that everything is a scam basically mostly it was mostly around the ico hype yeah i uh, i thought that was a good idea to start in like summer there but then i realized it was all a scam and and then in like in early 2018 i got rid of my old coins and i never owned an old coin since then and i never going to so I had like a, this short period when I was inexperienced, but I, I think what I realized during that time was that Bitcoin is just not another coin. Is this whole paradigm shift? Is this whole movement that you cannot compare to anything? It's not comparable to any altcoin or anything. So, so like you should focus all your time on just Bitcoin. This is what matters, and everything just waste of time, basically. So, so let me ask you this because I, I know at the beginning uh, of uh, when you explained um, you explained your rabbit hole story, you talked about uh, Aust yeah. Austrian economics. So I have to ask you mm -hmm. uh, um, how uh, I guess at what what age or what was it that because I, I find like Austrian economics like it, it's it's very um, a lot of people don't even realize that they are um, supporters of it, and then all of a sudden you find it and you're like. Holy shit! I've been thinking like this the whole time. I didn't realize that this was a real thing that people have applied. So I guess my question to you is like, when when did you first start like really questioning that there was something wrong with the money? Like around what age? Can you remember? I think it was the time of uh, maybe the time of uh, when the first when I was old enough to to vote, and I had to get online and see what uh learn about politics and i i think i immediately understood that i'm uh, i'm on the conservative side but uh, i think i always just been this i want to find the alternative side of any everything so when the like when the weird conspiracy videos came out like the 9-11 loose change and also if you know the zeitgeist the zeitgeist one had the part with uh, explaining the money. And I, I think that was the first time I heard about, learned about like the Federal Reserve System. And I was like, totally blown away. Like, what is this? Can this be true? And I think from there on, I, I just continued with other stuff like Peter Schiff, Stefan Molyneux, and uh, learned more about Austrian, economists, uh, Austrian economy and everything just felt natural. So I just been from very early on, I think. Okay, I think it's really cool that you mentioned uh, the movie Zeitgeist because I have to admit, yeah. so like uh, for me, like I, I was always like kind of a, a curious, um, you know, like a curious kid and just didn't trust anyone. It just didn't make a difference. Um, 
I mean, obviously, to a certain extent, you have to trust some people, but, you know, always just in the back of your head. But uh, anyways, um, so for me, like, it was when I saw the movie Zeitgeist, it was mm. like that it, it was confirming all these things that I thought. I mean, regardless of the 9-11 stuff, I'm talking about the Federal Reserve mm. stuff. Like, when I saw that, I was like, holy crap. I'm like, <laughs> somebody else thinks this. You know, like, and then and you start to realize there's like, there's more people out there that all think this. And I mean... I don't know, man. I think yeah, we're being proved right. I think it's yeah, and I think it's important to have that background. Like when I then you get exposed to Bitcoin, that I already understand this stuff. What is some money and stuff? So I mean, you, you <laughs> it's it's really hard to fathom just Bitcoin if someone tells you that oh, this is sound money and stuff. And people that are born and raised into Keynesianism, they will just totally reject it because they will still believe that inflation is a good thing and stuff like that. So like, to it's totally opposite of what you. <laughs> So, you, you know, you most made the mainstream view. So, so, so let me ask you this, right? Because you're just talking about yeah. Keynesianism, right? And and of course, so I mean, I don't you find it kind of interesting that that human beings accept that money printing just goes up and it's and it's somehow okay, and it actually devalues the most important thing, the only thing that we have, is is our time. You know, like, isn't it strange that we accept that? Yeah, yeah now it's to, to us, I think it's uh, it, it's so uh, so obvious. Yes, it's uh, it's a big fraud. But I, if you're born into a system and everyone tells you that this is the way it is, everyone just accept that. And there's so much stuff that everyone just accept that this is a natural thing until someone comes comes and changes. Just like when the iPhone came, everyone told me nobody wants a touch phone. And I remember I got I got the first iPhone, the very first iPhone I imported mm -hmm. from US when he, and uh, and and I told everyone like I got a new iPhone and I was like, why would you get a touch phone? That's gonna so flop. But it, it, people are just so they're yeah they're into the old ideas and they can't really think outside the box when they, until it actually they see what's uh, yes yeah, yeah I don't know how to put it but. Uh, Especially when it comes to the money printing and stuff, the Keynesianism, it's so built into the society. And I think it's all because of the government, right? Because they are the one that's profiting from the whole scheme. Oh, yeah. So they have to teach everyone that this is the way it should be and have to be. And they have their arguments why inflation is great. So, and this is what everyone thinks. So you have to really think for yourself and challenge these beliefs. And of course, Bitcoin <laughs> makes you challenge all this stuff, right? You know, the, the average person, right? The average person um, wants to, enjoys predictability and, and wants mm. to be comfortable, right? We all want to be comfortable and we like predictability. So when we see drastic change, right? Uh, devastating change. Um, th this is like, people just don't accept it. And it's interesting that you mentioned that with the very first iPhone. I am one of those people who is terrible, okay? At adopting new technology. Okay, like I personally, like I'm one of those people, like I, I would have been one of those horse and buggy idiots. Okay, like that said that why, you know, the car is evil, you know, just stick with the horse and buggy. Like I, mm. I and, and I can honestly say when my friend got the, I think it was the iPhone 3. Okay, uh -huh. so, so first of all, the, uh, do you remember the, uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, 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 not, oh my God, I'm already, that, that's how much of a shitty phone it was. Um. Not the Raspberry. What's that phone? 
Blackberry. The Blackberry. Thank you. See, like that's how terrible it is. I don't even remember it. I remember a, a bunch of my friends had that phone, and it was. I, I thought it was so ugly. I thought it was like, no, nobody's ever going to use this thing. Those kinds of phones, smartphones are never going to be yeah. a thing. It's stupid crap. And then I saw the iPhone mm. three. Okay, that my buddy had, and I was like, okay, this thing's a little bit better, but I still don't see it. And I was the exact mm -hmm. same way with computers, and I was the exact same way <laughs> with, with technologies like Netflix. And I'll tell you what, one of the important things is that I was, I, I was objective enough to pay attention and realize that my thinking was wrong. And that's one mm. of the reasons I was able to, when I saw Bitcoin, I was able to dive into it because I'm like, you know what? I saw all these mistakes I've already made. I'm not making this mistake again. Like, this is me being an idiot and choosing not to open my mind. You know? So, yeah, yeah sorry. I just had to add that anecdote about that because you, you really got me thinking about that with the iPhone one, you know? Because I was totally one uh -huh. of those people. Um, okay, so you got into Bitcoin. It's been Bitcoin since 2017. Mm. All right, so what got you to, you know, what got you to create mempool.space? Where did that come from? Well, I think it was this urge. I think even already from the start, I was starting to think of, uh, I can't just hold Bitcoin. I, I have to do something to this way. I have to contribute. <laughs> like you have, you have to like work for, for Bitcoin in, in some way. And I, I also have this huge opportunity that you, you have this huge paradigm shift. The whole world economy is maybe it's going to uh, move to a Bitcoin uh, a Bitcoin world. So that means there's huge amount of opportunities, which means I need to learn this thing. I need to learn how it works. Can I, can I write apps on this? Can I like, if I, because if I have the knowledge, I maybe would have the opportunity to maybe land jobs in the future or something like anything like that. So I started to, to make, to make uh, apps in, in the beginning, I, I did some like crypto related stuff. I, I started writing like some ETH, like some smart contracts on Ethereum, but it took me, it took me one day to realize I couldn't build anything on what I thought I could, because it was, it was marketed at this, you can build like Facebook on the blockchain or something, but it took me just a few lines of code to realize, okay, I can't do anything with this stuff. So, uh, so that put me off a bit from Ethereum, but, um, um, yeah, I was looking for uh, doing something, and and then I got this idea of uh, like visualizing the the Bitcoin network, like how visualizing how the blocks flow in and stuff like that. And I, I got I got the the idea from uh, when I attended a, a Bitcoin conference, the mm -hmm. Hackers Congress in Prague, which is like a cypherpunk uh, crypto anarchist conference. Oh yeah, uh, which is my favorite conference, by the way. I attended like three or four times. And uh, I saw I was when I was sitting in this uh, Bitcoin cafe lobby, and they have uh, lots of Bitcoin stuff on the wall. They have the Bitcoin logo, and they have this price chart on the wall, showing the price from Bitcoin Wisdom. And I immediately got this idea: like, wouldn't it be cooler to just visualize like blocks coming in in real time? And that's after that I went home to make the made the first version of Mempool Space. Took took a few days to make the first version. Okay, so hold on. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna back it up a bit because don't get me wrong. When I first yeah. saw that, at, when I first saw it, 
It was the coolest thing I'd ever seen, and I was like, I need this thing. Um, so, really? l- 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 yeah, absolutely. I'm thrilled. Yeah. I-, I use it all the time. From the MyNode, I-, I use it all the time to figure out, you know, when I'm going to do transactions. I quickly go take a look. I know what the, you know what, I know what the cost per TX is and uh, everything like mm-hmm. that, you know, and it's like fantastic. Uh, sorry, cost per byte. <laughs> um, so, um, we're going to back it up, though. What is, just for the people that don't know, what is mempool.space? It, it's a website, but what does it do? Well, it's it's a combination of like a traditional block explorer, like blockchain.com or, or blockshare.com, where you can search for any transaction, any block, and any address and check the balance. It is that, but it's also like a mempool explorer. So you see what's going on in the mempool, which is... Uh, all the unconfirmed transactions and you can uh, because of that you can see all the all the traffic and the the level of the fees right now so you get fee estimations um so immediately when you go to the website you see you see the the blockchain visualized as blocks you see the mempool also visualized at block which is like probably the the innovation with the website and uh, then you also get some fee estimations uh, to know what the next block fee, you see some uh, uh, some graphs showing like the traffic right now. So it's very like pleasing to look at. You can just open the website, put it up, look at it, seeing everything moves because it's all uh, live updated in real time. So you can just keep keep the website open and it's all updated in real time. And uh, then the key feature is the like transaction tracking. So when you make after you made a transaction, you you look it up and then you can follow it moves moving in the mempool until it gets uh, confirmed so um, we're trying to give a good estimate of where it's located in the mempool and uh, when it's going to get confirmed and then you hear a, a sound from your browser uh, as soon as it's getting confirmed so you can just sit in your chair sit back and uh, wait for a transaction to confirm and you hear the sound and then you know it's fine so like not with the old legacy block export you have to like press f5 f5 reload yeah just let it happen Right. So that's, uh, I guess it's, uh, <laughs> I got to write that down. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because real time transaction confirmation alerts is really cool. That's, that's super cool stuff. <laughs> so, um, I, think that I didn't even the, notice that the base functionality. <laughs> Damn it. All right. I, I always just look at two. I always just look at the blocks and, and I look at the, you know, the, uh, uh-huh. yeah, the, the cost, per, you know, per byte. Um, Okay. Yeah, and then there's a lot of tiny cool features that nobody else have uh, when it comes to like tracking your transaction. For example, let's say you track your transaction and then you make an RBF, which is replacing the transaction within you want to bump the fee. Mm-hmm. The site would automatically detect that and you will be taken to the new transaction and stuff like that. Oh, so wow. There's a lot of these tiny cool features and uh, there's more stuff coming up. Okay, so I also noticed um, that your uh, your app or your website has been ported to multiple right. nodes, multiple nodes now. So I know it's on the uh, the Raspy Blitz, um, it's on the My Node. Um, yeah, and which the most I'll... popular now is the is the Umbrel. Oh, app. and the Umbrel, of course, definitely the most popular one. Yeah. We made a we made a poll recently on Twitter, and it seems like eighty percent are using the Umbrel one, and so it's on my node and as well, and uh, Rest by Blitz and also Ronin Dojo. Ah, okay, cool. 
Very cool. So look at that. You're 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 getting all around to, to all of these nodes. So I mean that's yeah. that's that's pretty huge. Um, is there? Are you allowed to share uh, any developments on you know on on what you're going to be doing with the with mempool.space? Because I mean it's sure, it, it, it it seems to be creating like this whole like little Swiss Army knife of like transaction uh, you know like kind of transaction tools. Yeah, it, it's also becoming like the interface, like an interface to your node. So you, you, let's say you get Bitcoin Core, and then you use Mempool Space and just connect it to your node, and suddenly you get this visual representation of your node. The blocks coming in, the Mempool's filling, fill, filling up the fee. Everything is just coming straight from your node. So it, it's a. Uh, it's it's great to see the app being so popular and and used on all this node. And it took a lot of work to make it work with the Raspberry Pis because uh, really the app is mostly it's made for uh, like a more power, powerful backend, which we're running yeah. on our service on Mempool Space. So the Raspberry Raspberry Pi version is a little bit uh, um, adapt just adapted for to work on the Raspberry Pi, but it. It uh, it seems to work, so that's really a goal. That was really a goal from uh, with the project from day one that it should be possible to run on a, a Raspberry Pi device so that you can connect it to your own node. So so let me ask you this because I, I know that right now mempool.space is a website, but on the on the yeah. Raspberry Pis, so like, did you have to? I'm assuming did you have to set up every single one of these and essentially? you know, test those out individually, or is it like the same package for all three or I don't know. I just find that interesting, you know, because it's a website, yeah. but yet you have this package that you install on a, you know, like a, yeah, essentially yeah. a Bitcoin OS of sorts. So. <laughs> yeah, it, it works a little bit differently. I, I have my own uh, Raspberry Pi here and I'm running the Raspberry Blitz. So that installs just like, how we install it on the server, very similar. It's just like an install script. It just pulls the code from GitHub and, and builds it. But, um, I'm, but I'm sorry, I have one question. But are you, um, yeah. but from the Raspy Blitz or the, or the nodes, are you essentially, does that app communicate back to mempool.space? Or does it just go straight um, to the blockchain? Or I'm sorry, I'm just curious. No, it's... Uh, when you install it on like the Raspberry Blitz, it pulls the code, the source code from GitHub, mm -hmm. and it builds it from there. And then it just connects to your node. So all the data is just from your node. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's not pooling yeah. mempool.space. Okay. No, no, no. And that's the whole point, right? Yeah. So you want it to represent your data. And when you're using mempool space, the mempool app on your own Raspberry Pi device, you don't want to re reveal anything. It's you When you look up your transactions, your addresses, everything is uh, totally private and just from your own node. Done right. So that's the that's the whole point of it. Yeah. I like that. It's done right. It's done right. That's fantastic. So I, I actually, you know, I kind of, you're talking about this, uh, you know, and you're talking about uh, privacy. What do you, um, I mean, look, you know, I don't know how much you pay attention on Twitter to the stuff that goes mm -hmm. on, but th there's a, there's a lot of like privacy type of, type of arguments right now and security arguments. Do you have, uh, do you have any, uh, any thoughts on that? You mean concerning transactions? Um, yeah, or? concerning transactions, coin joins, uh, you know, stuff like that, you know, like different, you know, because like there's, you know, there's, uh, you know, coin join versus whirlpool and, and all these things like, do you have any general thoughts on that? 
I mean, we are trying to stay completely with the Bitcoin ethos and Cypherpunk ethos. So like the mempool.space website has zero trackers, for example, and uh, and you can host it yourself. So you don't have to trust <laughs> us. So and we're giving the code away for free. Right. So and, and the mempool app, like I said, it's uh, if you don't trust mempool.space, you don't trust us. Maybe we will log your IP. Actually, we provide a tour version tor address of the website so if you don't trust us but you don't have your own node you can use the tor browser and you can go to mempool space and you will take into the the, the tor version so you will be more anonymous so yeah we take that stuff seriously that's seriously. fantastic seriously yeah. like that that is absolutely fantastic <laughs> really cool man i like that um so yeah, I mean, do you have any uh, besides mempool.space are there uh, are there any other projects you're you're possibly uh working on or that you can share? Uh fortunately not. It's like uh since a, a year ago now mempool has taken my full <laughs> attention. So it's my full-time job basically now. Uh I don't have time for anything else. Although I'm very interested in lightning, so I I'd, I'd like to I I have I have a lot of lightning ideas like building some lightning apps. And I also, I did like a couple of lightning apps uh, when that was hot like a couple of years ago, but uh, just for to learn, but uh, now it's just all mempool. But we're hoping to, I hope to this year, you asked what's next coming with mempool. I hope that we are able to make like a lightning explorer built into mempool. That would be so really because, cool. Be, because because if you, the, the mempool project is, uh, uh, the, the vision now is to have this multi-layer ecosystem, right? Um, yeah, our vision is to help people to uh, transition to this multi-layer ecosystem. And Bitcoin is a multi-layer ecosystem. That's why if you go to Mempool Space, there's a drop-down and, and we have uh, we support other networks. We have Signet, Testnet, but we also have the Liquid sidechain, for example. And uh, we also have the BISC network. Um, and uh, hopefully this year I will be able to work on light, like a Lightning Explorer similar to the 1ml.com. So you can see the Lightning nodes, Lightning channels and stuff. So because th th that would be awesome if you could, uh, you run your own node, you, write, you run a mempool, you see your own... Uh, Bitcoin node status, but you also see the your own Lightning node status. So when you're gonna open the channels and stuff, you can use your own explorer to look around and uh, pick out the channels you want to use or the nodes you want to connect to. That would be very cool. That would be very very uh, cool. Let me. So, I mean, that's a whole. That's a big project in itself. Just make a Lightning explorer. So so the mempool project is 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 really growing, and there's also a lot of stuff that could be done on uh, supporting the more features added to the Liquid sidechain, for, for example. And when that's taking off, it's not that used uh, today, but it, I I feel it's gonna maybe take off. And you mean you know as fees are getting higher on the base chain, people are going to move slowly to the second layer. So that's, mm -hmm. it's natural that, and that I think is the, what mempools kind of help people navigate this transition. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Totally. Um, I'm sorry. There was something I was just about to ask you uh, about what you just said, but I totally forgot it. It's terrible. I hate it when that happens. Um <laughs> 
Ah, oh, damn it. Okay, maybe it'll come back to me after. I'm super yeah. sorry. Um, okay, so I see you're wearing a mempool.space. Uh, oh, that's what it was. All right. See, I just had to say the name, and I remembered it. Okay. Um, question. Has anybody asked you, is there any desire for a, a mempool.space uh, phone app? Uh, is that even a... I, I'm just wondering. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, no, not really. No, huh? I'm just wondering. Um, no. Okay. Uh, it's like a, I think it's gonna remain like a web website or web app. Okay. But I, I, we talked about me and Wiz have a discussed idea. I think to have a to, to wrap it as like a phone app, but uh, it's not on the roadmap or anything right now. Yeah. I, I don't see the point. Currently. Yeah, I don't blame you. I, I was I was just wondering. I'm like, you know, because everything, you know, you know how like everything just people just automatically port stuff, even if it doesn't belong there. And in some cases, it's mm -hmm. it, it ends up making the app clunky. Like even though it works, it gives you this like yeah. poor experience, and then you miss out on the whole good version of that experience, which is on the web. You know, so yeah, yeah that, that's why I was just kind of wondering. So I do see you're wearing a mempool.space t-shirt. Uh, the listeners are not going to see that. But uh, so do you have like, a, I'm guessing, can we get your swag at your site? Maybe. We Maybe. did a teaser on Twitter a few uh, weeks ago to check the, oh, to the... just see how people react. And we, we got like thousands of likes on that. And we were like, whoa, maybe there's an interest after all. So yeah, there might be a t-shirt store in the works. All right, cool. Yeah, because, okay, that was going to be my other question. And again, if it's stepping over the line, I completely understand. You don't have to answer it. But you, you, mm -hmm. do, this, you do this all on your own uh, or with Wiz, right? Yeah. Okay. Do you yeah, well, it, it was, uh, I think, 2019 that Wiz approached me when I, I launched this site, the base version, which was not a block explorer. It just had the visualization and the transaction tracking. And Wiz approached me and said, dude, I love your site. I can host it for you. You should open source it. And yeah. I mean, the rest is history. And uh, it's working great together. We are both super passionate about the project and working. Both are basically working full time on it now. So yeah, Wiz is a cool dude. Yeah, and uh, it's been amazing the, the response we've seen from the community. We've been able to get lots of sponsors. That if you look, see our about page, we have tons of sponsors. We're getting some Bitcoin, and uh, so we're yeah. The, the project is self-sustaining itself. That that that's at this point. That's exactly what I was yeah. I was going to ask you about if if uh, you know people have uh, approached you to invest uh, in mempool.space because they see the uh, the possibilities here. Yeah, we actually had some people approach during the last uh, last year, so we, we were in some discussions about that. But uh, eventually, we turned that down because we saw that if we would like take VC money, we would just sell out the project, and we I wouldn't be pleased because me myself, I just want it to be open source and free. I I hate. Uh, seeing banner ads, I hate charging for for stuff or yeah, I mean add shit coins or whatever. There's stuff I don't know. I I think there's tons of ways we we were able to sustain ourselves uh, without doing the, going that route. So and we've seen we, we've been getting like sponsorship as I said, and if we run a successful t-shirt store, maybe that's a one income stream. So there's 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 there are ways. And we have some other ideas as well. 
Are you allowed to share those ideas? It's okay if not. Don't worry. I understand. <laughs> but <laughs> Stellar airdrops. We won't no. say anything. <laughs> no problem. No problem. So, I mean, you and I, uh, you, you know, you and I kind of met yeah. uh, on, uh, on on Mumble, uh, having like a, a lot of, you know, uh -huh. you know, like a, a lot of different talks, uh, all different kinds of stuff, you know, uh, about Bitcoin. I guess, you know, what are your what are your thoughts on on the uh, the Bitcoin on on the social layer? This is something I've asked quite a few guests because I. For me, you know, this is something that I immediately saw. I, I saw, you know, like even though, yes, everybody's sitting here for their own reasons, you know, why they buy Bitcoin, you know, NGU or the mm -hmm. sovereignty or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, we end up forming this this social entity, right? You know, that, yeah. that all works together. Do you have any thoughts on that? You mean the whole the family of Bitcoiners the, the, together? The, the, in a way, yeah. You know, like the, the people, like, because essentially, you know, it's interesting, right? We don't agree on everything. There is tons of arguing about everything. But yet, because uh -huh. we all agree on Bitcoin, there's a certain mm. base. It's, it's this base layer of understanding which allows other things to grow upon it. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, but I think it's natural. People tend to move to groups of people that they agree with have some foundation that's why you see all these groupings and religions like all around the world I, and in a way bitcoin is like a sort of religion if if you accept these ideas you immediately friend with everyone else in the community and you can you can enjoy and have fun together i i, I think it's something like that it, it's, that's why that's why it's so fun to like go to bitcoin meetups bitcoin conference and stuff because you meet people that thinks almost just like you in in many ways and uh, you can be, you can get tons of new friends and uh, uh, like connections for the rest of your life. Speaking of which, I, I did get to see pictures of the Hacker Congress. Um, uh, uh -huh. Oliver from, uh, I think he's Lightning Labs, I think. Uh, Oliver Gruger. Anyways, he was uh, he was out there, um, and he sent me a whole bunch of pictures from the hacker conference and the lightning tents. You know, the Bitcoin tent, their whole their whole thing, and that is by far one of the coolest things I ever saw. Like, in terms of culture, <laughs> like that, like I'd love yeah, to hang yeah. out there. You know, that looks amazing. Yeah, it's a culture phenomenon. When when you're attending the hackers congress in Prague, you're living in the hyper Bitcoinization for a week because the whole conference area is just Bitcoin only. <laughs> no fiat and uh, there's tons of atms around there's shops and restaurants and electronic stores and stuff that only accept bit uh, that accept bitcoin and so so it's like yeah you're living in this bitcoin world for a week and that's amazing that's you, you're like experiencing the future <laughs> that's cool i like that a lot i, I really yeah, like that it's a lot. like we're building it's like we're building a future you, what that we want to be in so we want to experience it now how it could be Okay, so so then so then I, I this immediately leads to my next question. Do you think do mm -hmm. you, do you do you see the the kind of like cypherpunk future? You know, like in the uh, in the sci-fi like in the sci-fi cartoons and yeah. stuff like that. Is that where is that actually where we're going, or are we going to the uh, everybody wearing the same uniform and everybody eating green slime? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good question, and um, I, I can't say. It, it's hard for me to say because I'm not a. 
I don't care that much about the macroeconomy and what the governments want to do and stuff. I, I can see everything's happening. And I also have some doubts that this can ever happen and stuff like that. But at least uh, Bitcoin is this chance we have, and we are also we are building this parallel economy. So it's like feeling. I, I feel. I, I feel it's the reason that many of us Bitcoiners can stay happy in these <laughs> in these uh, bad times because you're able to opt out of the system. You ha you're working on something that uh, brings um, hope, <laughs> like yeah, hope.com. Um, it brings hope and we can build a parallel economy. You can live on Bitcoin. You can earn in Bitcoin. You can spend in Bitcoin. You can choose to opt out and uh, just let the, uh, let the outside world stay further away. So even like even if you live among regular people, you're living in this parallel society in some sense. Bitcoin is a so, parallel universe. So it's like, yeah, so to me, it's like uh, you're, you're, you're taking your... You're actually doing something proactive and uh, opting out yourself of the system, and you can free yourself inside, like your inner citadel. <laughs> I like that. And, the inner citadel. I like that a lot. Sorry, I'm writing yeah, that and, down. And then we build our community, and uh, you, you have local communities, and we have global communities. Like you and me are chatting from different parts of the world, but we, I, I, I think we're still part of the same community right so exactly i was i was totally thinking about that you know it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like freemasonry you know where like they they, they <laughs> yeah. can go anywhere around the world and they have brothers and sisters you know what i mean and and mm -hmm. others and everything like that yeah, yeah. it's the same type of thing with bitcoiners you know it's like there's there's the in you know there's there's the real life social structure of everything and then you have this underlying mm -hmm. digital structure of all these you know essentially uh in a way, cooperating entities, you know, that all believe in the same, the same thing and the same purpose. Yeah, exactly. That's really cool. Um, look, I actually, I mean, I, I don't, uh, I don't really have any more questions for you. So I'm going to ask you if you have any, uh, any, you know, like anything specific that you want to go on about, um, or, uh, or any final thoughts for the listeners, uh, to wrap it up. Well, um, if you are doing Bitcoin transactions regularly, you should go to mempool.space to see the transaction fees, and you might be able to even lower your fees. When you're searching, when you made your transaction, you should track it on mempool space. You can see as it gets confirmed. And of course, you should uh, become a full Bitcoin citizen, citizen by getting your own Raspberry Pi node. It's not that expensive nowadays. You could uh, get the Umber Lab, which is like one click install can one click install the mempool app and then you're up and up and running on your every, the whole system on your own node and when you make transactions when you track your transaction you look up your addresses everything will be uh, straight from your node you trust you don't verify i mean uh, you, you verify you don't trust so and you get the whole the whole privacy benefits so i think that's important what everyone should do i love that man i absolutely love that hey look um, we're going to put the details obviously to mempool.space in the show notes and your contact information. Um, I really yeah. appreciate you coming on my pod. This was really cool. Yeah. Thanks. Awesome. Hope you guys enjoyed my chat with soft Simon. The link to his website mempool.space will be in the show notes along with his Twitter contact details. And of course, if you want to reach me on Twitter or telegram, 
I am at CoinIcarus. If you want to shoot me an email, I am CoinIcarus at funwithbitcoin.com. Appreciate you guys listening. Catch you all next time.